People of God, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What a joy it is to worship as God's people in this holy place. We welcome you here, whether you are a longtime visitor, excuse me, maybe you're a longtime visitor too, but I meant a longtime member or visiting with us for the first time. We give thanks for your presence here among us. Our worshiping community this morning is not complete without you. So whether you are here in our sanctuary or joining us from home or wherever you are traveling, it is a joy to be with you in worship. Friends, if you are in the sanctuary, there is a red folder in your pew, and we invite you to take that. Note your presence with us. Don't pass it too quickly, though, because I have one announcement about that. That is that in two weeks' time, on October 30th, we will be celebrating our anniversary Sunday here at church. It's a time when we give thanks for members who have served for decades and decades, and also a day when we celebrate the gift of our life together. And there will be a luncheon immediately following worship downstairs in the fellowship hall. With the weather a little unpredictable these days, we think we'll be inside. But if you are planning to attend, we would love if you could just write lunch or anniversary Sunday next to your name in that red folder. We just like to get a ballpark count of how many that our congregational ministry committee can prepare for. But all are welcome. It's a wonderful feast, a wonderful day to celebrate our life together. Again, that's in two weeks time on October 30th. And next week, while I have your attention, I want to remind you, next week is our Dedication Sunday. We were doing things a little differently this year. This is a jumbo size of it, but this is an estimate of giving card that you should have received in the last few weeks in your mailbox at home. On this, you can estimate your giving for 2023 and next week together as a family of faith, we are going to dedicate those gifts to the Lord together in worship. If you've already mailed it in, that's fine. If you've done it online, that's great too. But if you would like to bring it and physically be a part of our dedication next week in worship, we invite you to do that. If you have not received an estimate card and would like one, please let one of our deacons know, uh, the folks at the door on your way out, and we will take down your name and contact information to ensure that you receive one, or you're welcome to go on our website to complete it. Friends, there are, I could go on and on uh, with the number of announcements in our bulletin, but I will not because I know that you too are just as excited and attentive to all that's going on in the life of our church. But I invite you to read those and consider how you are growing and rooting and grounding yourself more fully in God's love here through the ministry and mission of Morrisville Presbyterian Church. As we prepare for worship this day, let us quiet our hearts and our minds, and know that God is here. Let us worship God together.
please stand in body and spirit and join me in the responsive call to worship as it is printed in your bulletin. Grounded in the grace of God, we are a vibrant Christian community, disciples of all ages, gathered for worship and nurture, scattered to serve and to love. May our life together be a reflection of God's love and grace. May our worship be pleasing to God alone. Let us worship God together. Please continue to stand and join in singing hymn number 409, God is Here.
indeed we adore our God. We believe the God who meets us here, the God who accepts us and loves us for who we are, the God who is ready to give us God's grace at any minute. So let us now confess our sins using the prayer of confession, all that keeps us from this loving God, followed by a time for silent confession. Eternal God, we confess that we have failed to seek your will. You call for faithfulness and love. We respond with half-hearted praise. You call for righteousness and peace. We respond with empty promises. Forgive us, God of grace. Teach us how to worship you with the sacrifice you desire, loving you and loving one another. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. People of God, hear the good news concerning the love and forgiveness of God. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. As a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him, for he knows how we are formed. He remembers that we are dust. And so, together, let us proclaim the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Beloved Church, as forgiven people, let us share with one another the peace of Christ using American Sign Language. May the peace of Christ be with you, and we respond also with you. Let us share with one another the peace of Christ.
Let us pray. God, who forgives our sins and reconciles us to one another, we come before you yearning to be a more united church, a church that is rooted and grounded in love. As we hear your word today, open our hearts to that love and unity that we may fully live into our calling as the body of Christ. Amen. Hear the word of the Lord from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you are called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And this time I invite my young friends forward for our time for young disciples. Hello, hello, hello. Look at this crowd. We're going to stay on our feet again today. We're going on another field trip. Get ready. Get ready. And you know what? Rafaela, can you wait for us right there? We're coming to you again. Or come with us. That's fine. We're all going to make our way over here. To, oh, here, let's go this way so we don't bump our head on the piano. Here we go. Here we go. You all go that way. I'm going to go this way. Or Tucker's just going to not bump his head. All right. Do you remember? Oh, my goodness. I think these roots have grown. I think there are more hearts on them today. Goodness gracious. Do you all remember? Come on down so you can see. You can come all the way down. Do you remember what we are rooting and grounding ourselves in? What? God's love. God's love. Excellent. We are rooting and grounding ourselves in God's love. And that's how we know. Remember, when our feet are planted, our roots are strong in God's love, any storm can come, and the tree stays stable. Just like the church, if we are rooting and grounding ourselves in God's love, no matter what comes, we remain steady in all that we're doing as God's church. All right, back to our other tree. Let's go. What a beautiful gift we have today with all of this love we're grounding ourselves in. Let's go see if our other tree is going to grow today. What do you think? Yes? I hope so. Because remember, when those roots are planted, beautiful things can grow in our life together. When we are rooted and grounded in God's love, beautiful things can come. And oh my goodness, some of these have gotten even bigger today. It's a giant one. You're right. Who hasn't done one yet? MJ, there you go. McKinley, here you go. Harrison, do you want to do one too? There you go, buddy. All right, can you all hang those on the tree? Let's see what they say today. The backpack drive, our pastors and staff, Bible study. Yeah, bud. I don't remember. You know what's beautiful is none of them belong to any one of us because they are all expressions of our whole life together. This one says Bible study today. And look at all those different people who are part of the Bible study. My goodness. Remember, as our tree grows, beautiful things come out of our life together. When we are rooted. Did I bump you? Yeah. I'm so sorry. With my big robe. When we are rooted and grounded in God's love, beautiful things grow out of our life together. Like Bible studies and worship and food center and mission trips and backpack drives and Sunday school. Oh my gosh, the list goes on and on and on and on. And so we give thanks for all the things that are growing in our life together. So I'm going to ask you to grab someone's hand near you. Let's make a little circle here. Grab these kiddos' hands behind you. Here we go. We're all going to... Oh, let's hold Tucker's hand too. There we go. Three and one. That's good. Grab in here, Connor. Complete the circle. There we go. And we're going to offer a prayer together and you can all join us.
Dear God, we thank you for our roots that are grounded in your love. Help us to share that love in our life together. Amen. Thank you all so much. You can go to music with Mr. Carpenter or to your seats or to the nursery. Thank you so much. We'll see if anything else grows next week. Our second scripture reading comes from the book of Acts. Chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Together, let us listen for the word of the Lord. They, the Christians, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The grass withers, and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord will stand forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray together again. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us and mold us. Fill us and use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. And to that end, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our rock, and our Redeemer. Amen. I may have talked about this before, but we're all familiar with the honeymoon phase. Those first few weeks or months of a new relationship or marriage or even a new job when we, we throw ourselves into the newness and excitement living in a breathtaking bubble of happiness that feels like it could last forever. That period of time when we do things we might not normally do or go places we wouldn't normally be caught dead because we are deep in the throes of new love and going out of our way to woo and impress and spend time together. Everyone is helping with the dishes. We finish each other's sentences. We only fight about who loves each other more. And the flowers show up at least once or twice a month. It is a joyful and blissful and sweet, sweet time. And no matter how many times we've been through this song and dance before, when we're in the middle of this blissful beginning, we halfway convince ourselves that it just might be this fantastic and easy forever. Well, this morning we stumble upon the early church in its first few days and weeks of life, enjoying a blissful existence. It's an exciting time for the church, the first church, 
God's people are loving life. They are basking in the afterglow of those tongues of fire that came down from heaven on the day of Pentecost. If you remember Pentecost division and difference, all of it was swept away as God's spirit blew in like a mighty wind and suddenly neighbors who once stood in opposite places from one another are brought together in God's church. And to top it all off, just prior to our passage today, we learn that Peter, man, he is preaching up a storm. So much so that thousands of people, the text tells us 3,000 people, were dying to get a taste of that living water. Immediately after after they heard Peter preach, they were lining up. Down the street, around the corner, the first church was busting at the seams because all of these people We're here to be baptized. And it was beautiful. But not just beautiful because of the number of people being baptized. It was beautiful because of the things that they were doing together. In our text today, Luke attempts to describe the early church. And my word, he paints a picture of idyllic perfection. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread in homes. They ate food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all people. This early church was the quintessential, idyllic society marked by shared meals and prayers, awe and reverence, wonder and signs, communal sharing, ritual faithfulness, generosity, joy, goodwill, growth, you name it. The church had it. The early church was raising its sails and learning to catch the wind of God's Spirit. And the Spirit was creating this beautiful world where God's people loved one another and cared for one another in whatever way each of them had need. And together they loved and served the Lord. Well, given the blissful beginnings for the church that we read about in Acts, One could easily claim that they, too, were enjoying their honeymoon phase. A blissful season of life when everyone loved each other well, everyone pitched in with the the dishes. But fortunately or unfortunately, we need only read a few more chapters in Acts to learn that this rosy beginning would fade. Shadows and fractures would form. The idyllic community could not be sustained, and the honeymoon would soon be over. And the church, well, the church would then have to begin the harder work of learning to be faithful when it's not so easy anymore. Yesterday I did a wedding for some of our new members And I reminded them, as I remind many couples in wedding homilies, that though this wedding day is certainly a climactic point in the relationship and a beautiful day to celebrate, we cannot escape the fact that marriage does not mean everyone will be their best self from this day on and forevermore. You know why you're laughing. Rather, within marriage, we hold both the best and the worst of each other. But, but the beautiful thing about this honeymoon phase, we can laugh at it, we can poke fun at it, and think it's not much worth. It's just a fantasy world. As idyllic and impossible to maintain as it might be, you know what's happening there? The beautiful thing about it is that a foundation of love is being established. A foundation that by the grace of God will sustain you even, and perhaps especially when the days are hard. 
And as I look at this early church, as I look at the things that they did together and for each other, they were building a foundation of love. Love that was unselfish, sacrificial, and ultimately redemptive. Because within this foundation of love, all were treated, everyone was treated with dignity and respect. All were treated with humanity and decency, and all were filled with the love of God such that it was pouring out from their life together. And we may read this passage and think that this idyllic society was going to be short-lived. These were people, after all, and just a few chapters later, we see what happens. But within this church, within those first days and weeks and months, they were building a foundation of love. You say that you love me, Jesus calls, well, feed my sheep. And that is what the church did. In its earliest hours, the church embraced Christ's call to love God and neighbor so fully that all were reminded of their worth in God's eyes. You know, in these past few weeks, we have been working our way through our church's mission statement. If you need a refresher of the whole thing, it's on the front of your bulletin. And this week, again, we proclaim to be a church that is gathered for worship and nurture. Gathered for worship as our way of being in love with God and gathered for nurture as we love and care for one another. The dictionary defines nurture as the process of caring for and encouraging the growth or development of someone or something. And when I read that, I realized this is the way that we live out our baptismal vows to one another. Loving one another, encouraging one another, accompanying one another in this life of faith. But this kind of nurture is only possible if love is in the foundation of it. If love is in the root system. For it is only when the church is rooted and grounded in God's love that it can sustain whatever storm may come. My friend Danny once shared with me about his own upbringing in a tiny rural church in the middle of Tennessee. It's the kind of church that most people would pass by without even noticing it. Or if they did notice it, all they would notice was the dilapidated sign and the paint that was peeling off the front door. For Danny, though, it was perhaps the most sacred home he'd ever known. It was within walking distance of his house, which is the only reason he ended up there anyway. You see, he didn't have anyone from home who took him to church. And he'd only wandered into this one one day because there was a sign out front that said lunch was being offered after worship. But it became a second home for Danny. The saints of the Presbyterian Church in that small rural town took him in as their own and all celebrated the day that Danny was baptized into Christ's church. And as Danny, now a pastor himself, recounted the saints of that church, he shared, you know, they weren't perfect people. Not by a long shot. To put it plainly, most of them were racist or homophobic, exactly who most people would expect to find in rural Tennessee. But they were the only people in my life 
whoever asked me about the bruises on my arms. The only people who took notice when I wasn't there on our big celebratory Sunday. The only people who took their baptismal vows to me so seriously that they'd invite me to sit with them at the potluck. Many of them invited me to their family dinners when they didn't have two coins to rub together. And they made sure I had school supplies each year when the school year was about to start. They weren't perfect. Far from it. But they loved me. And it was through them that I learned more about the grace and love of God than I ever had before. And perhaps ever have since. From rural Tennessee to Morrisville, Pennsylvania, to that very first church in its very first days, the idyllic and perfect church would always be an impossibility, a honeymoon phase that wouldn't last. But with a foundation of love, with love in the root system, regardless of their faults or flaws or the brokenness that would come when love defined their way of life with one another, it had the power to transform the world. You know, people often ask me about ideas for growing the church. And typically, as these conversations do, they often roll into new programs or new ideas or new opportunities or new things we can build together. And all of that is great. But I'll tell you what I've known to be true more than anything else in any church I've been a part of. What matters more than any program we could come up with or any gimmick we could offer to get people to come through the door, what matters is whether or not people feel loved here. It matters whether they see love here. Not love that's over-sentimentalized, but unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive love. Because when people see love here, they will know this is a place where worship and nurture are at the center of our gathered life. And when people see love here and experience love here, they will also see and experience God. It won't be perfect. It never will be. But perfection was never the point. The point is that with this foundation of love, with love in the root system, regardless of faults or flaws or the brokenness that would come when love defines our life with one another, well, that love has the power to transform the world. Thanks be to God. Amen. Having heard the word proclaimed, a word of invitation to bear witness to the foundation and roots of love in our communities and in our lives. Let us respond by standing and singing hymn number 404, What is This Place?
We stand here in body and spirit at this place with our voice connected to the early Christians and communities from before. So let us now join our voices together as we affirm our faith through the words of a brief statement of faith. As we seek to follow Christ in this world, let us state what we believe. We trust in God, the Holy Spirit, everywhere the giver and renewer of life. The Spirit justifies us by grace through faith, sets us free to accept ourselves and to love God and neighbor, and binds us together with all believers in one body, Christ the Church. The same Spirit who inspired the prophets and apostles rules our faith and life in Christ through Scripture, engages us through the word proclaimed, claims us in the waters of baptism, feeds us with the bread of life and the cup of salvation, and calls women and men to all ministries of the church. In a broken and fearful world, the Spirit gives us courage to pray without ceasing, to witness among all peoples to Christ as Lord and Savior, to unmask idolatries in church and culture, to hear the voices of people long silenced, and to work with others for justice, freedom, and peace. In gratitude to God, empowered by the Spirit, we strive to serve Christ in our daily tasks and to live holy and joyful lives even as we watch for God's new heaven, new earth, praying, Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Please be seated. Please join me in prayer. God of unity and love, from the very beginnings of your church, you brought together radically different people and made them one in Christ. Jew and non-Jew, oppressed and free, male and female, young and old, all the binaries and boundaries we set up, you challenged in the formation of your church. All the walls we built to protect ourselves and keep others out, you broke down. You showed us what it means to be one united church, one body of Christ, to love one another, not just in word, but in deed, to share what we have, our food, our funds, our homes. To create a community where all are equal and none are indebted to one another. This kind of community, God, we want to see it in our church, in our world. We see it breaking through in many ways, in our fellowship with one another, and our sharing food with each other and with our community. We see it as we continue to root and ground ourselves in love, in your love, and in love for one another. And yet, God, we see in many ways that the world is still suffering from walls of division and inequality and even hate. And we hunger for your kingdom of unity and love to break through. With this in mind, we continue to pray for the victims of hurricanes in Puerto Rico and Florida. We know that the people you created and love do not all have access to the food or the homes or the safety they need. May your church and the world continue to step in and share in love and unity, knowing that all we have is yours and not our own. We also continue to pray for the victims of gun violence and their families, particularly those this week in Raleigh, North Carolina, who are grieving and afraid. May we, as your church, come together and support them in love. We also think of our own community where we live, of the folks who come from Morrisville and Trenton and beyond every week for food, as prices rise and the costs are too much to bear. We pray that we might truly be your community, your church, with them. And may we be dedicated in, to unity with each other, rooted and loved, moved by your spirit, as the early apostles were, to a radical kind of community. In our sickness, may we feel your love through the presence of this community, supporting us and holding us in prayer. 
and our anxiety about making ends meet, may we know the peace of having a community that will step in and share what they have. In the hurt and rejection we experience from our own families, may we find in this community love, acceptance, and a family we choose. In our own lives, God, help us remember we are not alone. We are not doing this alone. We are interdependent on one another, all the many parts of the one body of Christ in the world. Give us the courage to admit our need, to ask for help, and give us the courage to share what we have with one another, knowing you will provide. We give all praise and glory to you, God, who brings us together as one. And as one, we lift all these prayers together, praying the prayer that you taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We heard this morning that day by day, the early church spent time in the temple. Day by day, they distributed what they had so all had enough. Day by day, they broke bread together with glad and generous hearts. So let us step into this tradition so that day by day, we might open up our hands and give what we have and who we are to our God.
gracious God, we praise you this day for those who have gone before us and for the ways you gather your people on this very day. We ask that you might take these gifts and bless them so that we might dip into the everlasting, sustaining well of your nourishment and worship, the foundation of, and love of our lives. Amen. And at this time, I invite our new members, Carla Jones and Richard Ryan, to join us at the front. On behalf of the session, it is my privilege to present Carla Jones and Richard Ryan, who have been received into the membership of this congregation by reaffirmation of faith. My friends, in baptism, you were each claimed by God, marked as Christ's own forever, and joined to his body by the Holy Spirit. You come to us then not as strangers, but as friends in Christ and members of the household of God. We rejoice that you now desire to join with us, this congregation, in the worship and mission of the church. And so hear these words from Holy Scripture. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. As members of the body of Christ, we have reaffirmed the faith into which we were baptized through our affirmation of faith. And so I turn to you now, Carla and Rich, with the question of membership. Will you be a faithful member of this congregation, share in its worship and mission through your prayers and gifts, your study and service, and so fulfill your calling to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? If so, please answer, I will, with God's help. As we all give thanks to our new members among us, please join me in the unison prayer that is printed in your bulletin. Holy God, God we, we praise you for calling us to be a servant people and for gathering us into the body of Christ. We thank you for choosing to add to our number brother and sisters in faith. Together may we live in your spirit, and so love one another, that we may have the mind of Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom we give our honor and glory. Amen. Carla and Rich, remember your baptism and give thanks, and know that the Holy Spirit is at work within you. Welcome to this ministry that we share in Jesus Christ. And all, please join me in welcoming our new members. As we give thanks together, please stand in body or spirit and join together in singing our closing hymn, 321, verses 1, 2, and 5.
friends, may we continue to be a church always rooting and grounding ourselves in God's love. Because it is that love, friends, that has the power to transform the world. And so as we go, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, with those you love, and with those you are called to love, this day and forevermore. And together we say, Amen. Thank you.